Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for our meeting today. As we continue with our study in the book of Haggai, please continue to speak to our hearts. Grant unto us, Lord, wisdom and understanding, and help us to receive that which you have for us today. In Jesus' name I have prayed. Amen. We're reading Haggai chapter 2, verse 6 to 8. Haggai chapter 2, verse 6 to 8. For thus says the Lord of hosts, Once more it is a little while I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and dry land, and I will shake all nations, and it shall come to the desire of all nations, and I will fill this temple with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. Amen. After God had encouraged them to continue the building, and they had continued the building, and God challenged them that they should not look at the fact that the building seemed to be not glorious, but that they should continue to build. He now comes here and says he is about to shake the heavens and the earth. And then he's saying that he will shake not only the heaven and the earth, but the seas and the land, and he will also shake the nations, so that the desire of nations will come and he will fill that temple with glory. We saw that when God spoke at Mount Sinai, that the whole of the mountain was shaken. In the same way, we noted that God is going to speak and the nations will begin to shake. And then we decided to look at why he is shaking things. And we said that to understand why God is shaking things, we are going to look at it from four perspectives. And these are the four perspectives that we said that we can reference this scripture to. The first one is the temple that was being built at that time. The second one was the first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The third one is our own lives, you and I, as temples of God. And the fourth one is the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. We had looked at the first two, in which we noted that God shook the nations because he wanted them to bring their wealth so that they could build that temple. And we saw how God stirred the heart of the king of Persia to direct the governor of that region to divert the taxes collected there to the building and the completion of the temple. Then we looked at the first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and saw how Herod had built a temple which he built for 46 years. And we noted that when the Lord Jesus Christ came, he made reference to that temple, but it was actually his body he was speaking about. And we noted that when the Magi's came from the far east, the whole of Jerusalem was shaken when they came to worship this, the one they called the king that they had seen the star. We also know that when Jesus entered into the temple riding on the donkey, the whole city was shaken, wondering, who is this that has come into Jerusalem? And they said, it is Jesus, the son of David. And when Jesus hung on the cross at Calvary, the Bible tells us that the graves, the tombstones were all shaken and open, and they saw ghosts jumping out of their graves. And at that time, the temple veil was torn from top to bottom. So when God shook the earth, at the first coming of Jesus, it was to shake the old ways and introduce a new way. It was to do away with a physical building and focus on a spiritual building. It was to do away with rituals and focus on relationship with God. So that brings us to the third perspective, the building of our lives. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 27, it says, now, this, yet once more, indicates the removal of those things that have been shaken as of things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. For God to build our lives, he has to shake away everything that is not related to him in our lives. You see, God wants to live in us 
And for him to be able to live in us, he must sanctify us. The flesh must be crucified. That is, the old man must be put off and the new man must be put on. Our old nature must be cut off and the new nature brought in. The old nature that loves sin must be removed and the new nature that loves God must be born. So God says that he is going to shake the world. He's going to shake things. He's going to shake everything around our lives. Because he wants to remove everything that can defile our lives. Which is why the Bible says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God is shaking our lives because he wants to come and indwell us. God cannot indwell a place that has sin. A place that has filth. And that is why he must remove all the filth from our lives. Because he wants to indwell us. God wants to fill our lives with his glory and his presence. And that is why he must remove everything that can corrupt the nature and the glory of God in our lives. So the shaking that God is speaking of in the book of Haggai applies to us, today's Christians. God wants us to live holy lives. God wants us to be pure. God wants us to be such that he can indwell us and live in us till we come to be with him. Now let's turn to the last one, which is the second coming of Jesus. Again, God is going to shake the earth before the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's going to shake the church because iniquity will abound in the church. There will be lawlessness in the church. The love of many will grow cold. Many false prophets will arise. There will be tribulations. Many people will fall away, all because of the shaking that will be taking place. As we speak now, many people are being shaken. A number of people are failing in their faith. Many people have been given a false notion that Christianity is for enjoyment and they are not able to endure. The Lord Jesus Christ said, it is those who endure to the end who will be saved. Besides false prophets, there will be lying wonders. Many people will be deceived and will fall away because they are running after lying wonders. But God wants us to focus on his word, not on miracles, not on healings. The Bible tells us that at that time when Jesus will come, the hopeless will be shaken. There will be darkness. The moon will become dark. There will be confusion everywhere. But those who are standing in God will remain firm. The psalmist said, the Lord is my salvation. Whom shall I fear? So we will get to the time when, as this shaking are taking place, those who belong to God will remain firm. And those who cannot withstand the shaking, they will fall away. I want to make a very quick distinction between falling and falling away. When a Christian falls, he has sinned, but he can still get up through repentance. But when a person falls away, it means that he has sinned and is enjoying sin. He doesn't repent. He has no feeling to repent, no remorse, nothing. He's enjoying the sin. He has fallen away. So what should we be doing as a result of all these things? The Bible says that we should hasten his return. We hasten his return by continuing to preach the gospel. Because the Bible says that this gospel shall be preached all over the world before the end comes. So it is our responsibility to make sure that we are preaching the gospel every day and everywhere. And besides that, we are to be living a godly life. Godly living must be a daily affair. The Lord Jesus Christ said that when he is going to come, nobody will know. He said he will come like a thief in the night, without warning, without notice. He compared it to the days of Noah, when people were enjoying, were having parties, were getting married and giving away in marriage. 
not knowing that Noah had entered the ark and the rain was about to fall. The Lord Jesus said it would be like in the days of Lot, that the day that Lot left Sodom and Gomorrah and the fire fell, nobody expected it. They were still enjoying themselves. So God is warning us that when we begin to experience these shakings, we should know that he is preparing us for the end time. We should know that the time of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is near. So I want to encourage us, as we see the world, the way things are, things are going topsy-turvy, we should prepare because the Lord is coming soon. Make sure that you get rid of any defilement in your life. Don't be misled by lying wonders. If you detect that you are growing cold in your love for God, go and start praying and fasting so that you can rekindle the fire of the love of God in your heart. And finally, make sure that you are living a godly life and keep on preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for that which you have shared with us. Thank you for reminding us of your coming. Thank you for challenging us at this time to make sure that we are ready for when you will return. Thank you for the shakings that we're experiencing in the world today. For indeed, as unpleasant as these shakings may be, they are for our own benefit. They are warning us to get ready. These shakings are also removing everything that offends in our lives. And they are preparing us to be your habitation forever. Finally, I pray, Almighty and everlasting God, that none of us will miss our way to heaven. This I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.